Benji. Benji, what you got? Huh? God is love. Well, I don't have any big candy bars or small candy bars. We're handing out the big Reese's. <laughs> yes, it is. It's God is slash love is. And what did we talk about last week? What specifically was it on last week? Jonathan? Huh? Never mind. Anyone? Anyone? Last week. God is love, yes. Well, what specifically with love? So if you guys know 1 Corinthians 13, I'll give you one. 1 Corinthians 13 says what? Yes, Luke. <laughs> I know. I'm not. You can grab one after it. Yes, love is patient, and if love is patient, then what? Then God is patient, and if love is kind, then what? Yes, then God is kind. Isaac. <sighs> So, John, can you pull up the first scripture I have up there? This is where the idea comes from for all of that this series is, okay? First John 4, let's read it together. On three, one, two, three. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Everyone say to your neighbor, God is love. So if anyone ever says, what is love to you, now you know how to answer them. Just say, God is love. 1 Corinthians, I'm going to pull that up there as well, Johnny. You want to put this passage up there? 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to read it through, okay, 4 through 7. And I'm doing New Living Translation for pretty much the entirety of today, just so you know. So it says, love is patient and kind. Say, patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Look to your neighbor and say, don't be rude. Now you know you're not supposed to be rude. Somebody said it to you. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. Another way of saying this is easily angered. It's slow to anger. Okay? And it keeps no record of being wronged. Next thing it says, it does not rejoice in what? About injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love is pro-truth. It's about the truth, right? Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. What I said last week, just to give you a recap, and for those of you that weren't here, you can take, if God is love, then you can take this passage and replace the word love with God, and it would still work. God is patient. God is kind. God is not envious or boastful or proud or rude. He does not demand his own way. He is not irritable, 
and he keeps no record of being wrong. How many of you guys know God has been wronged a lot through history? Right? <laughs> Literally every single person that's ever existed, <laughs> as well as a third of all the angels. <laughs> so that's pretty intense. He does not rejoice about injustice. When wrong things happen to you, when wrong things happen to others, God is bothered by it. It breaks his heart. He cares about it. The world would say otherwise. They'd say, well, why hasn't God done something about this? All the evil in the world. Doesn't he care? Yes. He does care, which is why he sent Jesus. He does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. God never gives up. He never loses faith. He is always hopeful, and he endures through every circumstance is why we can put our trust into him to get us through every circumstance. Amen? I'm going to pray, and then we'll get on with this. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you never give up, that you never give up on us. You never give up chasing after us. You pursue after us with all of your heart, with all of your love, which sometimes when, it, when we realize it can be overwhelming. God, we just thank you that you never ever give up on us, and that you endure through every circumstance to chase after us. Lord, I just pray we'd understand a little bit more of what love looks like tonight with other people and how we love each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's the hard part. This sermon, I think, is going to be a little bit tougher to swallow because the first one is all about how God is love, and if God is love, then he is everything love is. Now it comes back to us. He puts love inside of our hearts for what? So we can love. We're not supposed to keep this thing to ourselves. We're not supposed to keep this love bottled up and just for us or also only for those that we care about and those that we really like and get along with. Some of you guys are looking at some ladies, right? Hopefully not. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is really difficult to do, loving people. How many of you have experienced the difficulties of loving people? Everybody should have their hand up. Everyone look to your neighbor and say, you're hard to love sometimes. Every one of you, here's the thing though. I just lost the game. Here's the thing, every one of you is difficult to love. <laughs> it's really difficult to be loved sometimes because we make it hard. <laughs> Look to your neighbor that talked to you and say, you make it hard to love sometimes. <laughs> it's true, right? <laughs> I got a passage I want to put up here. A lot of what I'm going to be reading comes from First. John, okay? If you want to know about love and you want to know what loving people looks like and how to walk in love with people, what living this Christian life looks like, I highly suggest you go to 1 John. It is a great place to start. And in fact, it's where Caitlin started to read the Bible. She started with 1 John. But in 1 John, towards the end of the Bible, if you guys are wondering where it's at. 
Who's got a paper Bible? Raise your hand. <laughs> All my leaders know to bring it now, right? <laughs> where's, where's your paper Bible? Paper Bibles, what you got? Oh, I got it. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Those that have one, okay? Keep an eye on them. Make sure they don't throw around identical ones, okay? <laughs> it's not very loving to lie, okay? It is loving to share, but it's not loving to be deceptive. Share your candy bar, not share your, your Bible around the room to be used as a candy bar, okay? You can share your Bible, but not to lie, okay? So First John... All right, hey, listen up. Eyes up here. If you have one, Caitlin will bring you one, okay? 1 John 4, 7 through 8 says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. I shared the second part of this verse, verse 8 at the beginning, okay? This is what it says right beforehand. Let us continue to love one another, for love comes from where? Love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Therefore, if you're loving people, you're a child of God. But it's got to be God love. Okay? The world says what love is, and it's not always accurate. Okay? That doesn't mean that they are really children of God if their expression of what love is isn't accurate. You've got to go to God to find out what it really is. Amen? So it says, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Well, of course God loves people, because he is love, right? God is love. He can be patient, because he's love. And if love is patient, then he is the most patient being that's ever existed, right? I mean, you read through this, it's like, well, yeah, it's easier for him to love, because that's who he is. How am I supposed to love people? Some people are really, really hard to love sometimes, right? But here's the thing. Every single one of us is. And just as difficult as it is for you to love somebody else, it is for someone else to love you sometimes. If God is love, of course he can love. But he puts his Holy Spirit inside of us. Here's where it makes a difference. We are incapable of loving people like truly loving people. And I talked about last week how the definition of love in the Bible has literally nothing to do with romance. It does not say romantic love at all in 1 Corinthians 13. It's not there, okay? So real, true, godly love is about what it says it is in Scripture. It's about sacrifice. It's about humility. It's about putting the needs of others before yourself. Love can be hard to do, but this verse, this verse in 1 John 4, 7 and 8, it shows us what it takes to love people. If it comes from God, you need God to do it. You can't love people without him. You're just going to end up empty every single time. It takes the Holy Spirit inside of you, and the beauty of it is when you come to faith in Jesus, he is inside of you. 
It says the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. It's residing in you. And Romans 5.5 says that his love is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit living inside of us. You have love residing inside of you, but you need to choose to love. It's a regular choice that you're given of whether you're going to sock your brother or sister in the face when they make you upset, (laughs) or whether you're going to choose to not be easily angered. Love alone's worth a fight. I was listening to that today, Switchfoot. Good stuff. (laughs) Love alone is worth a fight. That's not what it means. Here's what John goes on to say in his epistle to the church. He says in, in 1 John, 4, 11 and 12, just a few verses down from the one that I read. He goes on in his letter to tell the church how God showed his love by laying his life down for the church, by laying his life down for us, pouring out himself, his blood on Calvary for us to experience real love and what it looks like. And this is what he ends up saying after he describes. In 1 John 4, 11 and 12, it says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, laid his life down for us, we surely ought to what? Love one another. Love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. If you guys want the love of God to be lived throughout your life, you need to believe this reality. (laughs) Because you're given a choice every single day of how well you're going to love people. What you're going to choose to do when you don't want to love, because it's a choice. It's not some just emotion that you feel, okay? Do you guys always feel like being kind? Are you capable of being kind even if you don't feel like being it? And that there proves that love isn't just this feeling, right? Depends on the person. Well, then that's not love, my brother. (laughs) Here's how Jesus says it. In Luke chapter 6, verse 31 through 33, Jesus is talking to people and he's explaining what love looks like, okay? Explains what real love from God in us is expressed by, okay? He says, do to others as you would like them to do to you. You guys ever heard that before? The golden rule. They used to have it in schools all the time. I don't know if they do anymore. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? That's some hard words, right? Even sinners love those who love them because it's not even really true love. It's not even real love based off of 1 Corinthians 13, right? But he's saying if you're only patient with those who are patient with you, how is that even really good love? Everybody can do that. And he goes on to say if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Why should it be of any value? Why should I even look at it? That's what God's saying. 
Even sinners do that much. Here's what I like to say with this. That kind of love, even Hitler was capable of it. <gasps> even your worst enemy, the person you hate more than anyone. Yes, that's why I'm exemplifying even further. I don't want you to say out loud, okay, Benji, <laughs> I don't want you to say out loud, but think of the person that bothers you more than probably anyone else. <laughs> Even they can love like that. <laughs> How good is your love when it's just as good as your enemies? <laughs> what good is that going to do? How's that going to change the world? How's that going to change anything? Yes, Benji. <laughs> It didn't count. It, yes, I mean, the same apply to him. But it doesn't do any good. Is that going to actually change the world? Is that going to change your world, your family, your relationships? I'll get into relationships in a little bit. <laughs> Let me put it this way. The love that you give will determine the love that you get back. Jesus goes on to say a little bit further in Luke 6, 37 through 38, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. <laughs> Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. You guys ever done that? I think of brown sugar. I'm like, no, nah, let's get a little bit more in there. <laughs> Shaking together, make room for more. Running over and pour it into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Jesus is giving an example of what you do and how it affects your life. You guys want people to love you horribly? then go right ahead and love really terribly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you guys want people to love you well and experience people being patient with you, people being kind to you, people not being easily irritated by you, if you guys want all of these things, if you guys want people to not keep a record of wrongs that you've done to them, I ask you this, do you do it? Is that how you live? Is that the love of which you give to other people? The way you treat your family in your house, the way you treat your siblings. Have you guys ever had people treat you wrong and you're like, I don't deserve this. Why are they treating me so bad? I'm a nice person. Are you? <laughs> Ask yourself, I want you guys to genuinely think about this and say, am I really actually that patient of a person? How kind am I to people? Am I only kind to those that I want their kindness? <laughs> people I want the attention of? Or am I kind to people that I seemingly don't even think matter? Because that's the kind of love that God gives out. He loves us regardless of what we're going to do. This is that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we wanted absolutely nothing to do with him, he gave everything for us. This is what love looks like. If you guys want people in your life that love you, and I say start loving. 
Start loving people. Start loving them with the God kind of love, the love that doesn't expect anything in return, the love that makes a difference in this world. Think about your relationships. The love to which you give is the love that you're going to be given. How do you treat your parents? You want your kids to treat you that way? Think about it. (laughs) Some of you guys need to have some serious conversations with your parents. (laughs) Saying, I'm so sorry. I really don't want this to come back and bite me in the butt. (laughs) Right? The love you give will determine the kind of love to which you give back. It's going to make a difference. If you want betrayal in your life, or I would say if you're being someone who betrays, don't be surprised if it comes to you. Let me share a story from Judges. If you guys want some really, really interesting examples in Scripture, (laughs) intense stories. McKenna shared one one time about a king that was stabbed, and he was so huge, he was so fat that it engulfed the blade and the entire sword. It's messed up. (laughs) Guys, that's in the Bible. (laughs) It's crazy. But here's another story. Judges chapter 1. It's like right off the bat, guys. Just straight out. Verse 7 is where I'm going to, or verse 5 is where I'm going to, no, 7. I'm right. Verse 7. Oh, no, you're right. I was wrong. Chapter 1, verse 5. Judges is way back in the Old Testament, okay? But it says here, while at Bezek, they encountered King Adonai Bezek and fought against him, and the Canaanites and Perizzites were defeated. Adonai Bezek escaped, but the Israelites soon captured him and cut off his thumbs and big toes. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty intense, right? (laughs) So here's what it says. Adonai Bezek said, I once had 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off. Like, wow, (laughs) he's a messed up guy, right? (laughs) I once had 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off, eating scraps from under my table. Now God has paid me back for what I did to them. (laughs) They took him to Jerusalem, and he died there. (laughs) And then he died. (laughs) Can I have a leader get me a glass of water? I could use one. Uh, No, thanks. (laughs) But this is just... I want you guys to see this and just see, like, this was a pagan king. He had no understanding of the biblical standards that we have today. And if he understands that what you do might come back to you, how much more should we? The love that you give out is the love that you're going to get. And he understood now, at that point, wow, what a surprise that this is the penalty that I get. I did that to a lot of people. The love that you give out is the love that you're going to receive. 
It's amazing how walking in love towards others actually invites love into your life. It changes your world. You see that when, when you choose to love people, your world just seems to be filled with more of it. Thank you, Anna. I appreciate the love. <laughs> That's right. Hey, it says in Mark, if anyone gives you even a glass of water, they'll be blessed. Mm-mm. Oh, thanks, man. Love you too, bro. Here's, here's where I'm going to get, I'm going to get into a little bit of relationship advice. How do you guys want that? All right. I'll start with the ladies because ladies first. Girls. <laughs> Luke. Oh, you're great. Girls, do you want a man who's patient with you? Do you want a man who is patient with you? <laughs> Baby, you got a man that's patient with you. <laughs> Do you ladies want a man that's patient? Patient with you? Do you want a man who's kind to you? Do you guys want a man who's not going to be proud or rude towards you? Right? I'm just going through the descriptions of love. You want a man that's not going to keep records of wrong towards you? Do you want him to keep records of your wrongs? You wouldn't blame him if you cheated on him? Well, I hope not. <laughs> For holding it against you? Okay. Then go ahead and hold things against others. You wouldn't want forgiveness, Jada? Jada? You want him to be forgiving towards you? Yeah, I mean, there's no but about it. It's a yes or no. <laughs> no, I understand. It can be hard to forgive. That's why it literally cost Jesus his life. I'll save for another time. If Here's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit of advice to that. If you're so concerned that you're going to do wrong to somebody, learn how to not do wrong before you get in a relationship to do wrong to somebody. That's all I gotta say to that. We'll start there. <laughs> Y'all, I'll get to you. I'll get to you, men. Here's the way it's gonna work. You grow in love. If you guys, if you ladies want a man like this, then you need to grow in love before you get there. And here's the thing, listen up. It doesn't require romantic relationship to grow in love. It doesn't. In fact, those that have dated the least have a tendency to ruin the least amount of relationship. Great. I hadn't either before, Caitlin, so. <laughs> there you go. Married, three kids, coming up on eight years. You do not need romantic love to grow in love in your life, okay? If you guys want to grow in these traits of what love is, and you want somebody to love you that way, 
then I ask you, how good do you do with it? How great are you at loving the way that it describes it in the Bible? Because if you want a man like that, ladies, then you need to give it out. You need to love that way. Learn to love your friends like that. Learn to love your siblings like that. <laughs> because if you learn to love your siblings like that, it'll make a difference. The person you marry is literally going to be in your house the rest of your life. <laughs> it's the way it should, right? It's the way it should happen. So learn how to love the people that are in your house already. Boys. Uh, hey, I said girls for you. I didn't say women. <laughs> if you want a woman who loves you kindly, who's patient with you, who's not nagging, <laughs> boys, if you want a lady who's not going to be constantly on your back, who's going to be patient towards you, who's not going to be keeping a record of wrongs, how well do you love? <laughs> like your mom? <laughs> Here's some other advice with that. Ladies don't want to marry their father, or they don't want to be your mother. Not, I, that's for another time. <laughs> Ladies do not want to mother you, men. Okay, so if you don't know how to respect your mother now and love your mother, let me ask you this, how much is your mother nagging you right now? <laughs> well, uh, how much is your grandma nagging you? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Men, if, boys, if you want a woman who is going to love you well. Listen up. Hey, listen up. I'm coming to a close here. No respectable woman is going to fall in love with a man whose love looks no different than when they were just a boy. Okay? Ladies, that goes for you too. No respectable man is going to look for a woman who acts like a girl. <laughs> they want a woman. They want somebody who's confident and confident with themselves because they know who they are and know what they're worth. Okay? I'll say the men one again. No respectable woman is going to fall in love with a man whose love looks no different when they were a child. <laughs> if your love looks no different 10 years from now, it's a problem, right? And your love should look different from now. And the love that somebody you should want to marry is going to be looking for someone whose love doesn't look like somebody who's 15. How well do you guys love your siblings? That's usually the one that gets you. <laughs> if you can't love your siblings, you ain't going to love a woman well, gentlemen. It goes for you too, ladies. Does it have to be the, the siblings that don't love you too? 
that you live with? I mean, it should be anyone. Anyone that you live with. Yes, Jada. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's... We can save these conversations for after. Okay, here's, here's the final thoughts. Your love needs to grow. Just like you yourself need to grow over time, right? Your love needs to grow. Your love is going to grow if you let it and if you work on it and give it attention, okay? It needs to grow, which is all the more reason why I advise you not to get into dating relationships just yet. Because, I mean, your love doesn't look good right now. <laughs> it just doesn't. Most of you, it's, it's a serious problem. When you look at the descriptions of love, you're impatient, you're unkind, you're incredibly rude, you're extremely boastful, you're ex- you get envious of everybody all the time. <laughs> you get envious of your siblings when they get something and you don't. Do you? When a friend gets something that you didn't for their birthday, and you're like, all I got was this. What if they're rich? It's not about what you have. It's not about what they give you. What's that? No, you can't. Your love now, here, your love now is childish and babyish. Just be honest, a lot of you. Don't give it to somebody. Let it grow before you throw it away. Let your love grow. Here's how you do. 1 John 4, 15 through 17 says, All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. That's good, right? We know how much God loves us. This is following what he talked about earlier. God died on the cross for you. He gave his life for you to fill you with love so that you can love other people. Free you from sin and bondage so that your life can be better. We know how God loves us. And and we have put our trust in his love. I hope you have. God is love. There it is again. And all who live in love live in God. Makes sense, right? If God is love. And God lives in them. And as we live in God, here's the big part. As we live in God, our love grows. Everyone say grows. It grows more perfect. The more you live in God, the more your love grows to perfection. That's great, right? So we will not be afraid of the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in the world. That's good stuff. Here's my final point. Let your love grow. Don't get too involved in relationships because how many of you have not shipwrecked at least one relationship already if you've been in one? 
right? You guys go, eh, I didn't need them. They're terrible anyways. What about yourself? As if you didn't have a hand to play in the breakup. Guys, if you want relationships that last and somebody that really truly loves you, loves you well, and I mean not the romantic kind, but is like they're selfless. They put your needs before themselves. I ask you, do you do that now? If you don't, put the brakes on. You're just going to bring heartache. You're just going to bring pain and hurt in your life. Learn to love each other because I've seen your friend groups. They break up too. (laughs) Learn to love each other well.